This is the voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week, and we're going out to you this Thursday, the 5th of December, 2019, the year being. Welcome, one and all, to this newest broadcast. And uh, first program for the month of December, the very first course, going out to this fifth day of the month, but you know what I mean, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, December. A, uh, again, kind of similar to, uh, November. Very busy month, but hopefully in a good way. And, uh, you know, just lots of different holidays, lots of, lots of different things that, uh, many people celebrate, others don't. Uh, various traditions, various holidays, various religious observances. Uh, that people partake in. Whatever it is that you're doing for December, though. Hope everything works out good. Just be a good person, and uh, you do you. That's what it comes down to. Last week, last week, a very, uh, I'm, I'm sure it was a very busy week for many. To everyone who tuned into the show last week, the big Thanksgiving blowout. <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope it was an enjoyable one. I was a little concerned at first, that it was going to have too negative a tone. But then I figured, yeah, but look at, remember the lecture that you gave a while back about not caring. You got to just, you got to do you. You can't feel like, does it need to be this? Does it need to be that? Do I do I feel like I can talk about this or not? Don't hold yourself back. Uh, some shows are going to be very positive, um, upbeat, uplifting. I always try to maybe tack something on. Others won't. Uh, you know, it just is what it is. But, no, it, it seemed to go over good enough. We'll touch on a few things a little later on. But, either way, if you listened in, or if you didn't, that's completely fine by me. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving if you celebrated. Of course, for all of our international listeners, uh, you, know, you have to deal with it every year. I, I understand. Um, but either way... Uh, then came, of course, the shopping, the big, the big shopping season. We had, <laughs> God, how how many of these different days are there now? Right, you got, you, you well first, you have pre Black Friday, whatever the heck day that is. Go go ahead and and mark it down. You got pre Black Friday. Uh, then you got Thanksgiving Day. Sometimes you get the Thanksgiving Day deals. Then you got Black Friday, um, Small Business Saturday, Sunday is just kind of there, Sunday, I don't know what Sunday is supposed to be, Cyber Monday, uh, then you have uh, Giving Tuesday, which is an, but then but then people counter it and it's Travel Tuesday, so whichever one, if you're feeling in a generous mood, then I guess it could be Giving Tuesday, and if not, then I guess it's Travel Tuesday, and then what, what do we have, Wacky Wednesday? <laughs> And VORW Thursday. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's just what we have, but... I mean, what what they did say, though, I was, I was taking a look, I was looking at uh, various reports, I was looking at... And they were saying, the days of going and, and shopping at these big box retailers are coming to an end. Uh, those days are winding down. 
I don't have a problem with that. doesn't mean that the rampant consumerism is going down. It's not. Um, but rather, the, the, the spending habits have changed, right? It's all shifted to many online deals. And I, for one, I don't mind that. I didn't really do any shopping during any of these days. But if there was something that I needed... I would definitely prefer to get it online and apply the discount, um, apply the coupon, apply whatever it is that they have going. And that's it. It's, it's, that's it. It's done. Everything's good. Got, you know, whatever it was that I was interested in. And that's fine. Could do it from wherever. You can do it from your phone, your couch. You could do it in bed, honestly. As opposed to saying, all right, uh, you know, it's 20 degrees with uh, freezing rain coming down. Uh, how about I just get up at 4.30 a.m. and put on a parka, march over to the, the store, camp outside for 45 minutes with a bunch of other people who probably <laughs> not very happy thanks to the weather. And then you go in, and it's mobbed, it's crowded. Ugh. The, the, always the argument, the confrontation. So, not, but, but, you know, I don't, I'm not one for that. Say, so forget it. Unless this is something that I need to survive, I'll, I can do without it. I don't need that new TV. I don't need that new, I don't know, whatever it is that people are, talking about nowadays. I don't need it. I'm fine with what I have. And uh, that's that's all that I need. You can keep it. Have it on me. I don't feel motivated or inspired to trudge out in those conditions and deal with the craziness and how hectic it is just for, you know, 30% off. I don't need it, but you do you, and uh, either way, hope you got some good deals if you wanted. If anyone took advantage of the sale that I had going on the the Review Bra merch, or the VORW merchandise, there was a 30% discount that went into the early days of this week, but is now, it's now gone, but there might be another one close to Christmas time, we'll see. But yeah, it could get, it could get crazy. I could get crazy, but they're saying that the attendance is down for that. And again, I don't have a problem with that. I think a lot of other people are kind of realizing, I don't want to go through all this just to get this item or that item. I don't want to do it. And I, for one, don't blame them. Not one single bit. Because, I mean, you still sometimes see the videos of... It's like, it's like a horde of zombies, you know? That's what it reminds me of, like these movies... Of course, the best one is um, the 2004 film, right? The Dawn of the Dead remake. Now, I always liked the original. The one from the 70s was my favorite, but you you have your favorites. I understand the 04 one is fine, but it's more Hollywood-ized, best way to put it. But it reminds me, you know, they're piled up against the gates and you just <laughs> fling wide the doors and they come swarming in. Yeah, but those days are, are are over for the most part. And again, I'm very thankful 
So, so, though sometimes you can still find a video online where you'll find some people fighting over something. I just, I don't advocate that behavior. That's all. But whether you did or didn't do any shopping, uh, that's fine. Hopefully you got what you wanted to, though, and hopefully um, the websites you, you wanted to frequent didn't crash and you were able to get everything in stock, and hopefully that worked out, but... Either way, if you didn't do any shopping, then hopefully the Thanksgiving feast was good as well. Hopefully uh, the turkey or um, ham or even the, the, you know, the vegan options. Hope it was good, whatever it is that you had. Uh, however it was that you had it, however it was prepared, hopefully it was good, hopefully it was enjoyable, and it was just a tasty meal. Oh, one, one thing that I couldn't get over, I was watching some videos... And, uh, you know, when, years ago, when my family would prepare the turkey, of course, it's always a, it's, it's a grueling process. It takes so long. I have to thaw it. it. takes so long in and of itself. Uh, you know, you have to make sure it doesn't get burned. You have to baste it. Um, and you have to, I, I, we would always bake it put it in the oven, you know, for hours and hours and hours. Uh, I remember seeing these videos, and I knew this was a way to prepare it. I've never, I still haven't uh, partaken in this this manner of turkey preparation. You know, they deep fry the turkey. And the, the amount of videos of this going wrong, it's terrible. I mean, if you know what you're doing, and you trust your abilities, uh, you trust yourself, your family, and it's in a controlled environment, then go for it. Um, but I was just watching one video after the next after the next. The biggest problem is that they always they they have the big vat of oil, and they got the flames that have it heated underneath, so you have this oil. Now, now a, a turkey usually is a big, it's a big bird. It's large, it can be, it's always, it, it weighs a good deal for what it is. So obviously there's going to be that significant displacement, right? That's a no-brainer. There's always going to be that displacement of the oil. So one video after the next, you can see it, you see it coming. They have the boiling oil at the brim of this vat. They got the flame under it. And they just start lowering the turkey in. And, low, and obviously it's, it's already in like just an inch. And the, the oil is already spilling down the sides of this receptacle. And then usually one of two things happens. Either A, those first few drops start reaching the fire, and obviously you start seeing a little bit of a uh, reaction. Maybe just the flames grow a little bit, or see a little puff. Um, but obviously, it's already having the effect, and the turkey's barely in. And one of two things happens. Either A, maybe they realize that... This isn't going to work. 
So then you always hear, all right, all right, stop, stop, all right, stop lowering it, take, take it out, take it out. Then usually in doing so, there's kind of this little panicked sloshing. Always sloshes around a little bit and dumps some more oil and maybe it'll make the fire a little bigger, but they are able to recover it. It wasn't successful at first, obviously, and needs a redo, but they, they kind of salvaged it. Or B, they don't, and they dunk the whole thing in. You have this massive amount of oil that runs down the thing. The thing just, this massive, massive ball of flames that comes and everyone freaks out. And uh, sometimes the worst one that I saw was, number one, most of the people who, who do this, even if they miscalculate the amount of oil that's needed, I understand that's a mistake I'd probably make. I'm not perfect, but most people do at least as they have the, 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 the common sense where they know, okay, right, maybe it's just messy, we don't want to risk it, so they cook it outside in an open space, which is good, so if the thing blows up, obviously dinner's kind of ruined, but nothing's going to really burn down. They're taking that, that safety precaution, which is a good move, but the worst one that I saw were... They were doing this inside their kitchen, <laughs> which is awful. And they, they dunk the turkey in. You have the boiling oil that just runs right down into the flames. You have this ball of flames, fire everywhere. And so they're trying to figure out what to do now. I guess they didn't think that this would happen. And then... Guy runs over with this pot of water, <laughs> throws it on, it just makes it worse. That's when they cut the camera, but that that one, that's how you burn your house down right there. And so if anyone ever, if, if anyone deep fried their turkey, hopefully none of that happened. And it was just a pleasant tasting meal. But that's the thing. I mean, we're so conditioned to put, try to put water on the fire, but you know, if it's, grease fire, if it's a wax fire too, you, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't put the water on it. It'll only make it worse. I mean, there was a time where I had this little, one of those tea light candles. And that's another thing with the tea light candles. Those things look so small, so harmless uh, that you think, oh, I can just kind of, what's it going to do? You know, it's so tiny. But you gotta be careful with those, because there was one instance where one of those tea light candles was just... I, I, I turned my back on it, and obviously, you know, it has this a small, small little flame. I turned my back on it for like a couple minutes, come back in, and all of a sudden I noticed that the flame is a lot bigger. I had never noticed this happen before, it only happened this one time, but it just goes to show... If the obviously the wax caught fire, it wasn't just the wick, it was the entire surface of it that was in flames now. And, you know, if you first try to blow on it, it's not going to do anything. It's already, it's all too big to do that with. So there's a little snuffer for the, to extinguish candles with, and it fit over the top of that. So I just clamped it down and deprived it of air, and then it was gone, it was done. 
Um, but one mistake, of course, is if you think, oh, maybe I'll put some water on it. Now it's, you'll see it, it'll get a lot bigger than you ever thought it would. And no, no, it can get really bad really quick. But now just put the, put something over it. Uh, obviously non-flammable at that. Gotta snuff it out. Well, anyway, that was my introductory monologue right there. I don't know, just sharing a few miscellaneous thoughts. Hope everything's going good, though. We have a miscellaneous show for you today. We're going to open up the in- inbox, the email, and uh, get to a few random subjects. If you're listening in right now, feel free to write in, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And if you want to support this show, help keep it going, donations are welcome via PayPal to V-O-R-W. I-N-F-O at gmail.com via Patreon at patreon.com slash the report of the week. Or if you would like to advertise on this show, if you'd like to sponsor anything, uh, send in an offer to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. For the next, for the holiday season, we're going to have discounted rates. So now is the time. We're working with some great, great individuals, organizations uh, to possibly get them uh, promoted on this program. It helps keep it going, and it helps get their word, their message out. There's no restrictions. You can advertise or promote anything you want. Your goods, your service, your music, your YouTube channel, your own radio show, anything. Could be health products, could be books, uh, could be anything, really. Just send in an email if you're interested, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And with that, please take a listen. We've got a few great sponsors who keep this show going. Do you like to doodle when you are bored or during stressful times? And do you find yourself scribbling spirals and swirls while you are talking on the phone? Have you ever looked up into the clouds and found a face, a flower, or a monkey riding a hippo? Next Level Doodling may be the book for you. The images on the pages of Next Level Doodling feed your mind and inspire your brain to wander and discover new artistic avenues. It's not really drawing, but pure doodling. More of an emotional release onto the paper. Most of the images in Next Level Doodling come from nature and suggest very organic forms that you can use to build your doodles and drawings. All of the options are yours. Pencil, pen, markers, paints, or whatever your favorite arting tools may be. Draw between the lines, color inside or outside the lines. The doodle is yours to control. Next Level Doodling can be carried in a purse, briefcase, or backpack, and be ready whenever you feel the artistic urge or need a little break from life. Pick up your copy of Next Level Doodling at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Next Level Doodling makes a great stocking stuffer or office party gift. Get one for yourself and one for a friend. Share the creative experience of Next Level Doodling. You won't regret it. Two little updates I wanted to give. Well, one is really an update. The other is a miscellaneous point. And then I just want to open up the inbox and we'll... uh, see what there is to talk about. Maybe it'll be one thing, maybe it'll be two things, maybe three. We'll just see whatever comes, but definitely two to start it off. Uh, Number one, there is going to be uh, a little bit of a change in the shortwave broadcast. 
Uh, one thing that I am going to do is I'm going to be discontinuing the broadcast to Europe on 6020 kHz on Saturdays. So uh, starting next week, that broadcast will be gone. Um, but listeners can still tune in every Thursday on 7780 kHz. And uh, I might add another frequency as a replacement. So just stay tuned. And uh, if you do want an updated schedule there, just email in VORW. I-N-F-O at gmail.com, um, but by no means are any listeners cut off here. So there are other uh, ways, including shortwave, that listeners in Europe can still hear the show on. So it's no, uh, no drastic actions. One other little subject that I wanted to address. It's always interesting to, to kind of gauge the reactions uh, to some of the lectures that I give. Uh, and it's always interesting to see the feedback. Sometimes you get, uh, you know, people who agree, people who were uh, very positively impacted by things. Sometimes you get individuals who disagree, um, but, you know, who are, are respectful about it, who, you know, just have constructive criticism, but it's constructive. I, you know, nothing wrong with that. And uh, you have other people who, again, uh, might not see eye to eye on everything, but... That's what the phrase, agree to disagree, is all about. Uh, you might have differing views in some ways, but it doesn't mean you have to be, uh, you know, m enemies for life or anything like that. You can still, you can still get along just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you get people who are just indifferent. They're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's... shrug. <laughs> uh, and then sometimes you get people who are, are furious at something. And th now that's rare, mind you. Uh, but what always interests me is the fact that it's like, I don't know what it is, um, but the more I talk about sometimes, whatever, society, uh, the world, bullying, etc., and I just give my personalized viewpoint on things, the angrier it makes some people. And it's the weirdest thing. It's, it's like you see... I don't know. It's like the, the, the shroud gets pulled off. The facade wears off. And it's like... I don't understand how it is, but it's like some people hide who they really are. And just some sort of subject, you, it brings out the real them. And when it gets brought out, it comes out. And you really see it. And you get these people who you thought... You, you know, you don't really know them, right? When it comes down to people um, online, you only know what gets put out there. But from what you see initially, you think, oh, they might be a... You know, they seem like a reasonable um, person. They seem decent that's great but then something happens and you just maybe they they are the ones that expose it and you see just like how rabid how angry they can be and one thing that i noticed is that and i and i went through a lot of emails because i thought to myself well maybe this is a, something that i noticed you know when you when you first pick up on something maybe you just start observing it more but I went back, I went through probably a good 
1,500, 2,000 emails and was just checking through them in my spare time. And it, like, it has a pattern. Of course, you get a troll here and there, but every time I discuss, again, society, uh, the world, or bullying, it's like they just come out of the woodwork. I don't get what it is like about these topics, but it just brings them out. And, you know, they want the personalized attention. They want to be called out. Um, but none of them will ever be dignified with uh, a response. And again, the only message that I have for them, aside from bringing it up this one time, is remember the words, agree to disagree. And that's it. It's not some sort of charged political, extremist political rant, mind you. Not what this show is about. I'm not calling for violence. I'm none of that. I'm just sharing my thoughts. I was saying, sometimes I feel like it's going downhill. That's it. If you disagree, you disagree. There were a lot of people who were fine with that. They had differing viewpoints, and they were able to express that in a civilized manner. So if they can, so can you. But obviously, I think, I think sometimes people choose not to do that. This is just how they are. Out of control sometimes. Maybe this is how it's always been, and I'm just... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm paying more attention now, or maybe not. I mean, I wasn't alive a hundred years ago. I can't say how, how things were then compared to now. Who's to say? All I know is that things are the way that they are. And going forward, and even at this very present moment, uh, things will change. Things are always changing. We don't always pick up on it right away, but... They're changing right now as we speak. They will change. Only question, will it be for the better, for the worse? Who's to say? And you're listening to VORW Radio International, the voice of the Report of the Week. And we continue today's broadcast uh, with the mailbag show, the uh, mailbag portion of the broadcast, where I just go ahead, I take a look, I see what exactly we have, and we just go from there. That's always one of the most enjoyable uh, parts of the show. I mean, to, to be quite honest, if if not the most enjoyable part, uh, because this is so much fun to be able to open up the, the inbox, see what exactly we have, what's there, who, and, and, and it's the variability, I think, that does it. You never know what you're going to get. And one person, I think, had a really good analogy. It was, it was really just a term that they used, but I, I, I really liked the term. I thought it was a very nice, uh, very accurate description of what it is. And they called it a grab bag, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're grabbing these miscellaneous topics. Again, you don't know what you're going to get, and it's a lot of fun. So if you want to contribute, it's always welcome. Uh, if you want to talk about anything, anything at all, it's, it's, you know, it's up to you. Whatever it is you would like to discuss, open up your email and send in your correspondence to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. That's v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, if you want, always welcome. Just bear in mind the one schedule change. Uh, in regards to the broadcast to Europe, unfortunately, that frequency is going away. But uh, again, any reception reports are welcome there as well. 
now, admittedly, I am recording this part of the show a little later on. So there's the dead giveaway, right? The the big the big reveal, the uh, the secrets out, right? But I am no harm there, though. It's it's fine. We're still getting the show out at the same time, either way. Oh, I I came across a publication. Anyway, I I mean I I I found it interesting. I have yet to really delve into it, but I think it's worth bringing up either way. Uh, I found that it's a magazine. If you're at a bookstore, maybe you'll see it, but it's worth looking into. It says, Life... So this is by Life Magazine. Life explores mysteries of the unknown inside the world of the strange and unexplained. And uh, it's uh, I was I was starting to go through it. I haven't done it all, but it's just really interesting. So if you prefer print media, check it out. It's about... Let's see how many pages it is in total here. 96 pages, and it's divided into four categories, matters of the mind, unexplained phenomena, strange creatures, and ghosts and aliens. So it seems to me like there's some really interesting subject matter in it anyway. Uh, Interesting material. And I mean, from what I've read anyway, from what I've been going through... It's interesting, like, some things in it are kind of like, you know, they, they are what they are. It's not too far out there. Like, there was one article about Harry Houdini, which is interesting. I don't really think there's anything paranormal there. Um, but then, of course, they have other interesting things about ESPs, unexplained disappearances, you know, Bermuda Triangle, of course. Uh, the, the most fascinating part, in my opinion, is the strange creatures, because I like the cryptids. Uh, they talk about vampires, zombies, werewolf-like creatures. Uh, of course, Bigfoot and all its variants, Mothman, Jersey Devil, uh, sea creatures, aliens, you name it. So, it just, it's interesting. From what I read, I was, I was impressed by it, but if you're ever in a bookstore, you like the print media better. Uh, check it out, because I think it would probably be up up your alley if you're interested in that kind of stuff anyway. One other uh, thing worth mentioning before we just open up the email and just see what we have. I finally was able to check out the second part of Missing 411, uh, The Hunted. And that you have to pay a little bit for. It's not much. It's it's not even five bucks. So I say, look, it's it's money well spent. I watched it, and uh, it blew my mind. I recommend it. I strongly do. I think it'll be money well spent. I really liked the uh, original Missing 411 and uh, Missing 411 The Hunted as well. Very, very good. Extremely well done. I think it's worth checking out. And, you know, some of these cases, uh, you can look at them, again, a number of ways. And at the end, they do address the possibility uh, of perhaps extraterrestrials or cryptids. But they make it very clear. They say, look, here's the evidence. Take it for what you will and go from there. This is what we think, but, you know, make up your mind to see what there is and, you know, 
decide for yourself. I thought a lot of it was very credible, very, very interesting. And it's something that makes you think. That I say. It, it makes you think. So again, another thing that I recommend in, in, that, uh, in that kind of genre, anyway. So with that, let's open up the email. Again, if you want to correspond, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Talk about anything that you want. How's your December going so far? What do you think about uh, everything that's going on in the world? Anything interesting that you uh, learned or read or want to talk about or anything in between? Again, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Always, uh, always great to hear from anyone who writes in. And uh, with that, let's just open up the inbox, and uh, we have some miscellaneous feedback and then some more direct feedback in regards to Thanksgiving. So we'll just, uh, we'll see what we have, and we'll just, uh, we'll read it as it comes. Rob in Wisconsin, regular listener, says, Hello and good day. Hope you had a splendid turkey day. And the random topic show is sort of suspenseful. Kind of like turning on an old radio show because uh, you may not know what is coming your way. And it sounds like the listening audience is also on board with it, too. Listen on a weekly basis, and I appreciate putting forth the effort to put out content weekly. Hope the injuries are on the mend. Looking forward to this week's show. So thank you so much, Rob, listening in from Wisconsin there. I'm glad you like it. And yeah, it seems like a lot of people like the... Uh, the, the random topics. I like it. It's a lot of fun, like I was saying, because you never know what you're going to get. And uh, it's just, yeah, that, that variety is uh, absolutely splendid. It's wonderful. Of course, one of the tough things that, you know, because you can't please everyone. Uh, you're going to get people who are going to be fuming either way. And, you know, you just got to, it sounds insensitive to say, but if they leave, they leave. And that's it. Um, because let's say you do the random topics and then, oh, no, I want to hear just one set topic. You do that. No, I want to hear random topics. Then you rotate. No, I want to hear only this or only that. I don't like how you go back and forth. So you just have to do what you want to do, and if everyone leaves, they leave. Um, because you can't please everyone. But uh, I'm glad people enjoy it. I like it a lot, too. It's it's a lot of fun. So thank you, Rob. Anonymous, listener checking in, says, uh, with the Christmas season approaching, I, I'm sorry, I can't cater to this request, but uh, I was wondering, what's your favorite Christmas song? And perhaps you could sing it. I can't sing it. I'm a, a horrible singer. I really can't even sing to begin with. So that's not going to happen, I'm afraid. Um, but as for, I don't, here, here's the thing. I, I don't, I mean, for the sake of just naming a song, um, because I can't think of anything else at this moment. Like, I know a lot of Christmas songs, but the the first one that came to mind, I, I'll just say it, is, of course, the ever-so-classic, uh, you know, not, not classic, classic, as many Christmas songs are. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. It's a catchy song, though. It It is. No, I think it's a catchy tune. A lot of people like to bash it, but it's it's, it's good in, in in low to moderate doses. You know, you listen a couple times around this time of year, and it's 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 still good. They st it's still got it. 
after all those years. That's one interesting thing about Christmas music, though, is that so much Christmas music that's still considered, you know, not not mainstream. Maybe mainstream, but, you know, recognized, at least, by much of the public as being Christmas music, right? When you hear it, you think of, oh, yeah, this is like the Christmas season, you know, this is uh, Christmas music, right? It just always interests me how... So much of that genre, the music is so, so old. And I don't say that in a bad way, mind you. It's just amazing to me in such a fast-paced world where something that, you know, might have only been popular a year ago gets just thrown into the trash. Uh, Because that's considered dated. That a lot of songs from the 40s and 50s and 60s are still, you know, considered Christmas music, and a lot of people listen to them this time of year. It's just fascinating how that is. Kind of timeless, in a way. But, of course, uh, you do have, you know, modern renditions that are, are coming in where they'll cover, cover it, and some people like that better. Some people, though, they like the original. It all, it all comes down to what type of music you like. And Jimmy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Frequent listener, infrequent writer. I wanted to weigh in on my favorite parts of Thanksgiving, as it's probably my favorite holiday. As a youth with a sweet tooth, I always looked forward to the cranberry sauce and post-dinner fruit pies. Certain items have grown on me over the years, like mashed potatoes and green bean casserole. Uh, However, my preferred Thanksgiving food is light meat turkey. And I will admit it has a dry aspect to it, but when paired with gravy, I just can't get enough of it. I remember reading that turkey contains a lot of tryptophan, a chemical that induces sleepiness. And this proved true for me, as after eating lots of turkey, I dozed off while trying to watch Thursday night football with my family. Wishing you all the best from Jimmy. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, that's one thing. No, you're spot on with uh, the turkey that it's it's dry, right? But that's where the gravy comes in, and as long as it's good, then it does its job and it, it transforms it once again into just being a, a nice, delicious uh, Thanksgiving feast. River in uh, central Pennsylvania. I enjoy the programs. Could you talk about dealing with frustration? I offered a couple other topics, but we'll talk about frustration. So thank you, River, for listening in and for your topic suggestion. Frustration is one of those things that happens to to all of us. And whether we like it or not, uh, whether you actively try to take on a role where you say, I'm going to try to be more, more calm, more collected. I'm not going to try to let things get to me as much as they they maybe maybe they did in the past, right? We still get frustrated. Uh, it's one of those things that's inherently it's it's built into us. I think we're engineered with it. One thing that I think really harbors a lot of frustration I I think personally it would be 
Frustration is, is perfectly fine in moderation. Sometimes if we're frustrated, it can honestly... I mean, you, I, I think we've all seen it. Where we're frustrated maybe with ourselves or something, but it gives us motivation at least to get something done. The problems come in when you start getting frustrated unnecessarily at people and things, and you start becoming angry and irate, and you start taking things out on people that don't deserve it. You start making snide remarks. You start becoming like a cruel person. Uh, you begin harassing other people uh, just because you're frustrated with things when really there might not be really any reason to let these things get to us. Sometimes I think the thing is is that we let these trivial things in life, they, they, they wear on us, they take us down. And that leads to stress, which leads to frustration, which leads to anger, uh, which, of course, leads to irresponsible behaviors. Now, there's many ways, of course, to deal with, you know, frustration and stress. And, you know, I could go on so long about that, I want to cover that in another show. Uh, one thing that I wish we could ask ourselves in the heat of the moment is, should I really be this upset or this frustrated over whatever this matter is? Now, I think sometimes that answer will be yes. Maybe it's a very pressing matter. Maybe it's very important. Maybe it does require such feelings or thoughts or actions. Uh, but there's many a situation, right? Like I was saying, it doesn't. It's trivial. It's, for the most part, irrelevant. And it's not needed. It's not, it's not necessary. But when we're feeling this way, do we have that peace of mind to introspectively look and say, while we're really feeling pissed off, and say, do I need to be this upset about it? Maybe some of us in some cases, but there will be times where, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, we'll, we'll look back after it happens, and then we'll realize, hey, maybe I shouldn't have said what I said. Maybe I, I didn't need to snap at this person like this, you know. I kind of feel bad about it. I was being a real jerk. I was being one of those people that I try not to be. Try to be a, a decent person, and here I was doing the exact opposite. Did I really need to do that? No. But the damage is already done. So, that's the toughest part. Being able to control the situation while it's happening. And that's a really difficult thing to do. It's possible, but it's tough. It's the most important thing about trying to control your frustrations, because otherwise it'll get the best of us, and we can look back all we want, but what's done is done already. But thank you again for your topic. Marty is uh, sending in listener feedback, says, Happy December. <laughs> wow, time has really been flying this year. Listened to the show on Apple Podcasts and filled out the survey you posted. Number one, thank you, Marty. Uh, glad you're listening in on Apple Podcasts. 
Uh, glad you did the survey too. Great to uh, great to know that. And uh, yeah, time has been flying, but all that I'm all that I've been doing lately is I'm just saying I'm not gonna let the passage of time get to me. Uh, but anyway, continuing. My favorite Thanksgiving food this year was the stuffing. It was an Italian-style stuffing with six different types of bread, uh, some nice ground Italian sausage, and then some raisins. Uh, my least favorite dish is normally the green bean casserole. It's just not my thing. I also definitely resonate with your sentiments regarding humanity. Uh, it's great to be hopeful and think things can change for the better, but it seems... Uh, as if there's an overwhelming amount of terrible behavior going on daily. And I really have gotten to the point of mostly ignoring the negative outside of things I absolutely need to know. Otherwise, it's just far too depressing. It's from Marty. Thank you, Marty. Uh, I, I agree with you there. The uh, you, you notice it every day. But I mean, you just what I just say is you just got to try to be the best you can be and... The world will do what it does. I mean, many of the things that I notice, I try not to even actively... Again, I try not to pay attention to this stuff either. I don't want to. But this stuff, it's like it's purposefully... I shouldn't say purposefully. It's sometimes how it seems. Uh, but it's like it's in your face, you know? There's no avoiding it. It's like you, you try, and then it's like right there, smack in front of you. And I kind of just say to myself, come on, give me a break. <laughs> Just, I guess, to the universe, you know, just saying, give me a break. Email from Sabrina says, What are your thoughts on eating raw meat? I know it's a pretty taboo thing, especially in America, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, for a while, I myself have wanted to try this practice, um, but alas, I'm far too scared to. I, I mean, here's the deal. I wouldn't recommend it one single bit. I wouldn't. I, uh, I, I just don't... Because here, here's the thing, right? It's all about the risk. Is there a possibility that you can go ahead and eat raw meat and be okay the next day? Yeah. Um, but is there a chance that you eat the raw meat and you are in a world of misery... Absolutely. And I would not risk it. Uh, especially, I mean, if you really, really want to do it, I recommend that you go to an establishment that serves steak tartare. And it's, you know, that's going to have its risks too. Um, but it's the closest thing you'll get to being able to eat raw meat, um, but have it prepared at least in a somewhat sanitary environment. Uh, rather than just say, you know, you go and you get some raw meat at the store and you just you go to town, chow down. Uh, if you really want to do this, then, you know, go with steak tartare. Uh, but I personally wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I just think, again, the risk versus the reward is... Uh, I just don't think there would be much of a payoff. And I'm going to admit right now that... You know, I've tried, of course, the raw cookie dough and all that stuff that obviously has its own risks, and I enjoy the way that tastes, I, I have to admit. Um, but, yeah, I I tried I tried some raw meat once. Not much. I was just making some... There was the, the ground beef, the chopped meat 
for um, burgers. And I uh, just took a tiny little piece. It wasn't even much. Tried it. And I'll, I will say, uh, there was nothing... It was nothing special to it. It was like, well, all right. You know, it was underwhelming. It tastes a lot better cooked, in my opinion. And that's all that I I, I really had there. Um, but, of course, I lived to see another day. Nothing happened to me. But again, just because you can possibly eat it and escape that, that significant illness, it doesn't mean that it'll never happen. So I wouldn't risk it, personally, but... It's on you. Uh, but again, I just would not risk it. I don't recommend that. Sheila sends an email, says, I hope you're not sick to death of Thanksgiving. I'm just now listening to your podcast from last week, and I wanted to share my story. I work at Walmart, and we were open with our big sales on Thanksgiving evening instead of Friday. Lots of crowds and lines and excitement, etc. Um, but the store fed us all dinner in the break room. Turkey, ham, two kinds of potatoes, stuffing, corn, gravy, rolls, green bean casserole, pumpkin pie, and soft drinks. And it was really festive, and they do it every year for us. I was so ramped up on natural adrenaline, I think the trip to Pan and the turkey actually calmed me down. Uh, but keep up the good work there, glad you're doing better. So thank you for your email. I really like that. I really like that experience. Um, because with Walmart, you know, you hear all these stories about how how evil Walmart is, but uh, it's really nice to see, like, this this experience here. How uh, you have to, you might have to work again, like I was saying earlier in the show, you know, you got the big sales all through Thanksgiving and, and whatnot. And... I just think that it's really nice that even though you had to come in, they kind of, they took care of you and, and still provided you and all, all your co-workers uh, just a nice Thanksgiving meal. I thought that's a really, really nice gesture of them to do. And uh, I really like, I, I really like it. Thank you for sharing. Going over to a listener comment on COPPA, Henry says, on the topic of COPPA, it is definitely an attempt by the mainstream media to put themselves back in the primary position. They don't care about children, they're simply using uh, them as a leverage and a talking point. And it is ultimately the job of parents to protect their child's privacy. Uh, one user called in and described their feelings on this topic and said that COPPA should be advanced for adults as well, but I respectfully disagree. There are ways to protect your privacy that work well without a big legal debate. I myself use DuckDuckGo as my browser use VPN, and also use disposable emails to sign up for accounts. Anyway, hope you stay safe from Henry. Thank you, Henry, for your thoughts right there on COPPA, uh, but definitely playing it safe in regards to your privacy. Daniel in Hungary, listening in on SoundCloud every week, just wanted to know what mic I'm using for recording, says the sound quality is really good. Well, uh, thank you for the compliment, Daniel. I'm glad you like the audio fidelity, and uh, let me just take a little bit of a peek right here at what we've got. Let's see. Okay, here, here's what it is. Um, it says, Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB. That's Audio-Technica ATR2100. 2100 USB, just doing that live. So that's what we've got. 
Uh, it's a great mic, though. And I bought the microphone, then I got the setup. Um, I bought the boom arm. I bought a stand. I bought the pop filter. I bought a holder for it. All this, uh, this uh, sophisticated-looking equipment that, uh, at least... Uh, to 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 someone who's never listened to this show before, it makes them seem like I kind of run a semi-professional operation, but, <laughs> you know, you fake it till you make it, right? But thanks, Daniel. I'm glad you like the audio fidelity. I really like it, too. Uh, you know, I still have the old microphone, and I, I, still, I still like that one, too. Um, but I have to say, the new one has grown on me. Uh, it's grown on me, and I like it. I am a fan. I'm a fan of it. I'll be back in a couple seconds right now. I'm just going to get a quick break. I'm going to take some uh, caffeine here, and uh, then I'll be right back. You're listening to VORW International. And like I said, we are back. And uh, it was just a few minutes, of course, when everything is paused. I mean, I could have been, you know, theoretically out of commission for like 12 hours, and then... But no, it was, it was just about five, ten minutes, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, paced around a little bit and got something to drink, and now we're back at the microphone. I, uh, checked the email again, and, uh, we have a couple more that I want to get to. So, uh, keeping things going again, and if you want to write in with any feedback, any, uh, viewpoints, opinions, questions, or comments, or pieces of feedback, way to do it. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. I don't usually read the uh, shortwave reception reports that come in because sometimes they can be really technical, but this is just a cool one that uh, came in. So I just wanted to... I mean, why not? It just this is This is one of the reasons why I love sending the show out on uh, the shortwave, because you never know who you're going to reach and where they might be listening. And uh, an email came in last week on uh, Friday from Renee, who said, uh, it's uh, with great pleasure that I report uh, the reception of uh, VORW on November 28th on the frequency of 7780 kHz in AM. I said that the reception was fair, and uh, overall fair, so, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't perfect, and he was listening on a uh, Texun, you know, one of the portable Texun radios that I, uh, that I recommend, and he had the little, the wire antenna that I, I kind of, I like to pedal, so it's a, it's a very, um, it's a basic setup, right, and he gave a program description, he, he was able to hear the show for about, uh, 30 minutes, and, uh, Gave a program description, let me know he listened, uh, said I really enjoyed listening in. Um, here, here's what amazes me, though. And that Renee was able to just sit there with his, with his portable radio and his wire antenna. He was able to hear the broadcast. He's located on Reunion Island in the Indian Ocean. I mean, that's insane. Uh, you know, it's a French territory, and it's off the coast of Madagascar there, in the Indian Ocean. 
population of 800,000. It's about uh, 15,000 kilometers from the uh, transmitter site. And there he was, just able to scan around on his radio and, and pick up my show on the shortwave all the way over there in uh, Reunion Island, which is insane. Uh, to think that, number one, not only was the broadcast able to be received that far away, which is just surreal to think, number one, uh, but number two, that the signal's able to reach that part of the world that, I mean, for all I know, you might have people in Madagascar that are able to listen in on the shortwave. You might have people on container ships out in the Indian Ocean that can tune in. I, I know that the broadcasts are able to reach that part of the world uh, because uh, a while back, it's it's been a while, but I remember I did get a uh, report uh, on the shortwave also from a listener in Mauritius Island, and then now we have a report from Reunion Island as well. So uh, this is one of the most, uh, just the most enjoyable things about, about shortwave broadcasting. Uh, you record the show, you get it sent out, they, they transmit the show, they blast it out, and you never know who's going to hear it or where. And that's why I like shouting out the email so much, because when you get an email from someone in just such a faraway place in the world... To think that somehow they're able to pick it up on just a little radio like that, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that just makes me realize anyway how awesome I, I feel anyway shortwave is. I just, I like radio, and you know I like that stuff, but it's just so much fun when you get a uh, reception report from someone so far away who's able to tune in. So anyway, big thank you to Renee, who uh, listened into the broadcast last week, all the way over there. Back over to some other pieces of feedback. Uh, Willow sends an email. Says, I hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving. I just wanted to write in after everything settled down to let you know I'm very glad you're recovering from the terrible fall. And I hope that you're feeling better and better every day. Concussions are definitely no fun. Uh, me and my family were really worried about you. And we've watched your recent shows and interesting podcasts on the regular. Oh, they, they they shared an article. I haven't checked it out yet. Thought you might enjoy seeing this article I got in my feed. It's a video game article about Nintendo's Pocket Camp. But if you scroll down to the very end, you'll see the author ends up using one of your most famous quotes. I, I bet it's the disappointment one. I bet it is. Let's, uh, let's see. All right, it's from Destructoid.com by Chris. Chris Carter. Animal Crossing. Pocket Camp's new subscription option is a good reminder to delete the app. I bet I bet I bet it is the disappointment one. Let's go down. <laughs> yep, there we go. Yeah, my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined. <laughs> it's 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 always it's always the most interesting um interesting thing to see where that quote shows up. <laughs> and the most uh, <laughs> You know, you never know where you're gonna find it. You never know. I remember one time I was. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. It, some political article, where they were. It, it was something about Joe Biden or something, and they were interviewing someone who I guess wasn't a fan of him. And sure enough, they they used uh, they they used that quote in in regards to their uh, personal feelings toward him. 
So, I mean, you never know where that's going to pop up, but I always I always get a little bit of a laugh out of it whenever I see it see it show up. Uh, thank you, Willow, for, uh, for your, your, your thoughts, well wishes, and uh, I appreciate sending in the article as well. Uh, we have a listener in Scotland who says, uh, to answer your Thanksgiving question, while I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, I do love Christmas. It's so colorful. Uh, now, my favorite part of Christmas dinner is probably the pudding, uh, which in our house is just your standard Christmas pudding, which we have uh, with custard. And if you ever had Christmas pudding with custard, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. No pressure. Don't have to try it. Um, I don't like people pressuring me into trying something. But if you've never had it before, maybe it's a little bit of a new experience, uh, if you wish. And I also love cranberry sauce, by the way. Uh, so, so number one, I don't know if I've ever had the Christmas pudding. I, I know I've had something similar, and I, I, I know it was a while back, but I did enjoy it. So again, I can't say that I had the exact thing, but I know I had something you know, kind of... It was along those lines, and uh, but I do, I do remember I liked it. Um, but anyway, continuing on a more grim note... Uh, I agree with your statement about humanity uh, not really caring about self-betterment. Uh, we've become too stubborn and filled with pride to ever let ourselves change. People seem to like getting angry over things, too. Uh, many go out of their way to start conflict over things that perhaps do not entirely justify conflict. Uh, they get, as some might say, triggered for little reason. Uh, some people just need to argue and cause a ruckus. And sometimes it's justified, but a lot of the time it's just a display of pride without any true passion to back it up. Some will do anything within their power to take advantage of others, backstabbing reptiles that have forgotten the meaning and importance of love and respect. Why can't people who have a reasonably good life just be happy and content with having a good life? Getting angry at other people's opinions that don't even concern you is not going to make you happy. Maybe sometimes ignorance is best, when conflicting opinions otherwise wouldn't affect you in an hour's time. Now, I can't say I'm not guilty of this. Even, even writing this feels like I'm falling into that trap of worthless hatred, but you're right, there still is plenty of good out there. I think you should keep your chin up for the future. If anyone tries to shoot you down and criticize you for no reason other than to make you unhappy, smile in their face and never think about them again. It's the best thing to do with these people. It's from a listener in Scotland. So thank you so much for your response. Yeah, because that's that's the thing, right? A lot of people also, it, it's like they, they enjoy uh, the fighting. That's what they want. Uh, again, you get some people that they, they intentionally go around and they try to pick fights on purpose. And so they, they want that response. Uh, they want you to counter them. They want you to, to give in, to sink down to their depths, uh, to lower yourself to their, their pitiful level. And when you do the, the, the gratification and the satisfaction that it brings them is, is sickeningly incredible. So you're right. The best thing to do 
is if you even want to address them, kill them with kindness and never, never address them ever again. And that's what happens with, with the armies of trolls that uh, go around to my work every day. I never even a address them unless I do the, the mean comments video, which, you know, you're turning, you're, you're making lemonade out of lemons. You're taking how they want to bring you down. They want you to, in some cases, kill yourself. And you take it and you make it into a joke. And you say, that's, that's what this BS means to me. It's nothing. It takes a long, long, long... Sometimes it never really gets there. To ever really see it that way. But you gotta do your best to not let these things get to you, because they want to take you down. And in some cases, they really do want you dead. But digressing. Sometimes the phrase, if you ignore it, it'll go away. Not always true. Um, but in the cases like you described, again, with a lot of the people that just like to sling insults and start fights, eventually, and it might get worse at first, but eventually they might go away. It's what I see so often with the trolls. They don't get that, that gratification that they were originally seeking out. They move on to their next victim. It doesn't reform them. It doesn't make them into a better person. It doesn't change them in any way. But... It does motivate them to leave and go somewhere else and maybe down the road a ways, maybe one day. They'll have some sort of epiphany. They'll look in the mirror, see themselves for what they really are, and maybe they will make a change. Some people are capable of reforming into better individuals. Others, I'm convinced, aren't. But some people really are. They might seem like the worst of the worst right now, but there might be a day where they can be a good person with a heart, with morals, with kindness, compassion, and really does care about life and the world and wants to make it a better place, but these changes don't come overnight. One of the best examples of that is when you look at addiction and recovery from it. I know that goes for, uh, of course, right, hard drugs, uh, like meth, heroin, crack, you name it, uh, pills, of course, alcohol, and many other substances, right? The, the behaviors that many of these can lead to, especially possibly uh, during periods of withdrawal, you name it, can be best described as erratic. And obviously, you know, many a bad thing can come of it. And obviously, you know, the path to getting clean is, is extremely difficult. And I mean, you know, it's, it's more than just detoxing and going through rehab. Some, some people, it's like, just go through rehab and you'll be, you'll be fine. Uh, not at all. A lot of people, it's it's a lot more than that. They go through rehab, but they don't have a support system. There's no one there for them. Uh, so then they end up relapsing. So they have no one to turn to. A lot of the time, they have their issues. 
mentally, physically, they have nothing to turn to. So one of the things for consolation may be drugs, may be alcohol, may be one of the only things that uh, gives them some form of solace in life as they see it. With no support system, they turn back to it. Obviously, that's not the only reason why uh, people relapse, but what I'm trying to say is that the road to, to getting clean is really difficult. But it can still happen. And, you know, you can look up so many incredible, beautiful success stories of people who were once living, you know, an awful life of crime and addiction and depravity and maybe were, were almost homeless uh, were causing harm to themselves, their family, their loved ones. But they got clean and they, they turned it all around. And, and you know, they're, they're almost like a model citizen now. People can change. People can. There's some people who truly are so evil that they will not. But you can't... You, that is... You have to treat that as an exception, not the rule. You have to assume from the beginning, that maybe people can change for the better, that people can end up being better. You have to give everyone that that clean slate, but if someone proves you otherwise, you know, that's how things are. Crazy world we live in. Ryan has a few thoughts, uh, just says, I'm currently writing to give my regards and share my own feelings regarding current events as well as uh, Thanksgiving. I really enjoy the holiday and just appreciate any times where there's a cultural incentive to think about the people around you. And this is one of the reasons Christmas is my favorite holiday. And I also really just have been feeling as though I'm seeing the decline of our own culture, although it's probably been degrading for years. I try so hard to consider my own experience to be uh, within some strange god-awful bubble, but... I've been concerned with seeing people that mirror my own worst feelings within the last three to five years. It's just personally alarming to me and something that needs to be addressed immediately, in my opinion. On a positive note, I really enjoy the lectures. I'm happy to see a person that values trying to be the best that they can be within what seems to be an ever-darkening world. And I appreciate your strategies to foster positive attitudes and I, too, try so hard to do the same. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you so much, Ryan. And the same to you, my friend. You know, stay strong through all this. You're doing the best that you can. And the most important thing is just not to give up, you know? Not to give up. You've made it this far. Keep on going. And, and like you said, word for word, just keep trying to be the best you can be through all of this. So stay strong. There's other good people out there, and and just keep on being you. Darren, a, a regular listener, says, Are things going to hell? Yes and no. As a firefighter paramedic, I have exposure to a greatly exaggerated amount of trauma, death, evil, stupidity, drug overdoses, pain, etc. And after 26 years now of doing this, it's easy to become a cynic. I am, voluntarily, mind you, engulfed in this stuff every day. Are there bad, evil, and selfish people? Yes. And more than ever. Yes, there are people that prey on and enjoy the pain of others. You watch the news, social media, etc., and it seems like someone's being killed, robbed, or raped every second. 
But therein lies the problem. Uh, we are barraged by negativity and ugliness. We generally travel to work and once in a while vacation and relax far too often. And I've made a change. I don't listen to the news at all. Politics are ugly and politicians are self-serving. The news is just a police blog that contains nothing that actually affects my day or life. Sports, I could care less. Weather is wrong 80% of the time. If I want to know the weather, I look outside or open my door. And I find the world to be a wonderful and beautiful place, generally. I do everything and anything to make the world better. I buy a meal for a homeless person. I push a stray cart back into the corral in the parking lot. I pick up the trash floating down the street. Pick up the neighbor's trash can that tipped over, etc. And I do my little part and worry about what I can control. I smile, I say hi, call everyone sir or a respectful title. I'm not ignoring the BS, I just focus on the positive and what I can control. Not to say I don't fall into the dumps again and again, because I do, but I try to bathe in negativity. I love all that you do, thank you so much from Darren. Thank you, Darren, you're a good man. And I, I can tell, you know, you're doing... You're doing everything you can, and you know, you're making an impact on people. I, I really, truly believe... A lot of people want to change the world in a huge way. They want to make that big difference, but I truly believe, this is just what I really feel deep down, that making these small little moves, something as simple as being respectful to someone else, saying hi, treating someone with that respect, it just even picking something up, just those little things, I think, make a world of difference to people. Might not always realize it in the spot. You may never, but I think the effect that it might have on the psyche, the mentality, I, I think is really, really powerful and long-lasting at that. That these small little random acts of kindness, I think they're one of the most important things we can do. And... You know, you're going to get people that aren't appreciative. It's not always going to be smiles. You know, you can do something good and you'll have people that just won't care or will, will respond in an irrationally negative way. But I think, and I'm sure you see it, it has an impact on people and a really, really good one at that. You know, people like you, you make the world a better place. So thank you, Darren. And thank you for all that you do as a firefighter paramedic as well. You've saved many, many lives. As always, address for correspondence, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com, open lines. Marley in Annapolis, Maryland says, I'm currently listening to your podcast as I write a research paper for my Spanish class. I'm a Spanish minor at my university. I was wondering if you speak any other languages besides English. And if not, are there any languages you would like to learn? trying to learn some German now, and I'm almost fluent in Spanish, so that was from Marley. I, I, I wish, I really, really wish uh, that I, I, I could speak other languages. One language I wish I could speak was, is, is, is Russian. I wish I was fluent in Russian. Alas, I am not, but I think it's a fascinating language that I wish I could speak. As for Spanish, I, I tried, and 
unfortunately failed uh, to, to learn Spanish. You know, through high school, I, I kind of I had no other choice but to learn a language. You know, I had to. Um, but I studied for five years, and, uh, well, unfortunately, through, through admittedly the fault of my own, you know, because it wasn't really something that I wanted to do when you're being forced to do it. You know, you know, you, it's it's hard to find the motivation. Um, but also, just a lot of the teachers weren't really that helpful. There were a few exceptions, but, you know, many of them weren't. So, unfortunately, I'm not really any better off than, uh, than how I was to begin with. But I, I wish, I wish I could speak them better. I, I really do. Abby is checking in. She says, sorry, I haven't written in a few weeks. I haven't had much to say, but just figured it'd be good to check in. Glad you've been having a smooth recovery. And also, I highly agree. This is in regards to um, a comment in last week's show about Twin Peaks. She says, I highly agree with others that you should watch Twin Peaks. You'd probably love the surreal and paranormal elements of the show. I suggest you stop watching uh, after finishing Season 2, Episode 9, though. The show plummets in quality after the mystery gets solved. And basically, ABC took the creative control away from David Lynch and turned it into a bad soap opera, which is a shame because season one is a masterpiece. This is from Abby. I've, I've heard that from, you know, many shows, unfortunately. It's like they start off really strong. And uh, then it just, <laughs> after the first season or two, it all goes downhill. Because I think, in in a way, they see the earnings coming in, and they try to just, you know, like the original writer wants it over, right? It's supposed to be done. But money and publicity talks, and they then they find a way to kind of stretch it and keep it going more and more, and and until it's eventually like it's on metaphorical life support, and it's just, you know, you see the quality drop. I can't think of any better example than The Walking Dead, of course. First few seasons were uh, were great, and uh, then, as pretty much everyone says, everyone who watched the show at one point or another, kind of says it just went it went downhill. But I mean, you see so many examples of uh, where the original creator wanted to stop it, um, but then you know demand uh, you know it, it demand <laughs> demands to use the same word twice that they get back into things, whether they really want to or not, uh, maybe to make some money or whatever, and, and they revitalize it, and it might not be as good. Saw that with everything from SpongeBob, where, uh, with the SpongeBob movie back in the early 2000s. That's where Steven Hillenberg wanted to end the show. He wanted to wrap it up there. That was going to be the conclusion. Uh, but obviously it proved to be too popular, and they wanted him to get back at it and start making more episodes. You know, you go back to the 1800s with uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle with Sherlock Holmes. He wanted to end it in the final problem, uh, but people were so distraught, and there was so much public pressure that eight years later he finally brought Sherlock Holmes back in the Hound of the Baskervilles and, and then finally uh, revitalized it, you know, because the demand was, was there. People... Uh, you know, people, and I understand it, though. People, they have their favorite shows, their favorite characters. They they don't want to see them get killed off. They don't want to see it end. Um, you know, but it all depends. Does it come back just as good, or is there that 
that lack of quality, right? That's the big question. Joanne in San Diego sending in an email who says, I understand uh, the true spirit of the holidays. I hate that in general they've uh, become a time of mandated happiness. Uh, People are stressed and rude trying to create fake happiness at home. I typically took road trips into nature this time of year to avoid it all, but recently travel isn't easy. Uh, My parents are older when they had me, so in the time when I should be doing my own things, I have to deal with their health. My holiday is to not have to check on them, though I feel guilty. Uh, Though I do hope that your holidays are pleasant and send my best thoughts your way from Joanne in San Diego, California. That's the one thing that bothers me sometimes about the the holidays. It's like, that's why I always try to say you got to keep the real the real meaning in it, and you got to keep it real. What what always bothers me is when you see like the fake happiness. Somehow it turns into this weird, like passive aggressive. It's like you can feel the tension is there, that no one's really happy, yet they're just trying to suppress the anger. But it's just like you see it brewing. It's like you have this, it's it's getting ready to boil over. So, I, I mean, I know what you mean by it. I don't really know the best way to describe it, but I, I know what you mean, what you're getting at. And finally, we have an email from Martin, who says, Great show today, I'm listening in right now. About all the negativity in the world and things that people do to bring others down, it's true. Uh, the world is not like how it was when I was growing up. Uh, With all the social media now and technology we have, most people are out for themselves or out to make themselves look better uh, or so-called show off to others, especially on social media. Uh, I've always believed in treating everyone with dignity and respect. However, there are many people who don't have the same beliefs. I try to avoid conflict at all costs unless I feel it's life-threatening then I get involved. But it's a sign of the times. People show their true colors. On a Thanksgiving note, I love the stuffing inside the turkey, as well as the sweet potatoes uh, and marshmallows. A bit too sweet, but good once a year. Anyway, just wanted to write in quick, and happy holidays. Glad you are recovering and in good health. So thank you very much, Martin, for your thoughts there. Yeah, the, the sweet potatoes are good too. It is, it is sweet, but yeah, once a year, once a year is fine. No problems there. And with that, dear listeners, I conclude today's broadcast of VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week. Thank you all so much to each and every one of you who tuned in to today's program. Some open lines with lots of pieces of miscellaneous conjecture and opinions and many wonderful pieces of feedback from our wonderful listening audience. If you'd like to be a part of the show next week, and have your voice on the air. Share your feedback by emailing me at v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. And remember, please help keep the show going. A donation via PayPal to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com does a world of good, as does a donation via Patreon at patreon.com slash the report of the week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be the best you can be. Treat others with kindness, respect, and dignity. Savor the small things in life. And remember, sometimes it's those little random acts of kindness that, in my opinion, 
truly have the greatest impact on many, many people. I'll be seeing you again next week. And until then, thank you for listening, and do take care. This is VORW.